the Marvel Champions podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions, the card game. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always, my co-host, Ryan. Hello, sir. Are you ready for a Wolverine review? Oh, wait, sorry. Hold on. Uh, I mean, X-23 review. We've already done an X, 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 X-10, just X. Weapon X. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Review. <laughs> so I was just thinking, starring got, Vin Diesel. We've got multiple. Oh, that was that was triple X. That was triple X. <laughs> Vin Diesel. We've got uh, we got a few different clones in this wave. That's true. Can you name Very another true. clone in this wave? It's not a hero. If that helps you any. Are you talking about uh, Honey Badger? Well, is she a clone? I have no idea what Honey Badger. I was thinking of Strife. Oh yeah, he is a clone. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Ah yes, yes. The the wave of clones. This is the clone wave. You've heard the of the clone, clone wave. wars. This is the clone wave. Uh, the attack of the clone wave. wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with it being a clone, Ryan is X twenty three just like Wolverine. Or is she just different enough to make her fun to play? Or do you just say, I've played Wolverine before. Why do I need to play X-23? That's a great question. Now, before we get into it, did you like Wolverine? I did like Wolverine. I think when we got Mojo Mania and Storm and Wolverine, I think I played Wolverine through that I first so. mini campaign. Mm-hmm. And he's a lot of fun. He's a little bit of setup with a lot of bit of damage a lot of bit <laughs> a lot of bit yeah <laughs> yeah he's a he was a surprise hero because i was very much anticipating a attack heavy zero thwart and he actually has a decent thwart yeah he can he can hold his own with thwart he can feel like he struggles a little bit at times but i think he's got enough or you can just go full steam ahead with damage to not have to worry about it too much. Yeah, yeah. Or you're just beefy enough to just stay in hero form. Yeah, yeah. But I do agree. I think Wolverine is a fun hero. So how does he compare to X-23 is the, is the question. Though I, I, I don't think we should compare them because they're not the same. But Yeah, I was going to say, I think you asked that question wrong. I think the better question is how does she compare to him or or like is she just like him and i think you've kind of alluded to it that she definitely is not a wolverine clone yeah yeah so you're talking about the comic books then she is yes yes (laughs) so card game wise not not quite the same does have a lot of similarities so so x23 is very much a attack focused hero but kind of goes about it a little different than uh, than Wolverine does. Yeah, I think uh, how they did her kind of healing, I like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was different enough, yet similar but different. M- makes sense. She does <laughs> have a similar like uh, damage as a resource kind of mechanic, which is different but similar. But not the same. But not the same. Uh, I think one of the big 
things that I like in the difference of the two is her cost curve is incredible. Yes. For her player kit cards. Yes. Her highest cost card is two cost. And she has, I think, three of them. Yep, three. And uh, the rest are one cost or zero cost. Yeah. It's pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, versus Wolverine, who's got... He's got a four cost. He's got some three cost. Yeah, a lot of his um, attacks are like two threes. And and so, like, Wolverine, his main thing was you you take damage, but it's to pay for the cost of an attack event. Where X-23 doesn't have an attack event but you take damage to increase her uh her base attack that's the big thing with these two is wolverine's very event attack event heavy and she is very basic attack value basic attacks stat is how you make her efficient and just a killing machine yeah yeah and even without an attack event, she is a pretty solid killing machine. Right. And we'll dive a little deeper, but her ability to raise that, and then, you know, most peop- most characters you think, once you do, like, one basic action for your turn, you're pretty much done. But she has ways that she can activate multiple times with a base stat, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. And her other main mechanism is her ally, Honey Badger, um, which is designed specifically to ready X-23 to fuel her basic uh, base attack. So, Right. Do you know why? Why? Because Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't care. That's <laughs> you right. right into that one, sorry. Yeah, I did. I walked straight into it. <laughs> kind of like a garden rake i just stepped on it and it just <laughs> flew up and hit me right in the honey badger face mm-hmm. but yeah uh she's she's pretty solid so let's uh let's talk about a few of the cards um i think we need to talk about her main card which is her claws she comes with it it's permanent but it's it kind of gives you the idea of what she's focused on which is she takes two damage she gets to attack until the end of the round so it's your fuel to keep moving forward um, with with attack, and then that couples with her hero ability, which is after she takes damage, she gets to ready once per phase, and I think that's a key note right there is once per phase. Right. Well, for that ability, it's once per phase. She does have other ways, which you kind of alluded to, where she can ready more. Yeah. But her ability, and I do like that it's a response, so you can determine when you choose to trigger it mm-hmm. and it's not like a force response with the first instance of damage because she has her claws that can cause damage and then she'll have a resource generator that we'll talk about that can cause damage because i always found this weird balance of when to activate the claws with when to ready mm-hmm. because by taking the two damage to get the two plus attack is it worth it to take the ready or do that like straight away? Cause then you have to find another form of damage to ready. Or mm-hmm. do you balance it with like a two thwart here? Go ahead and do the claws. Now you're stood up. Now you're at a base of three. 
attack and then you do your attack action. Yeah. Yeah, there's good decision points with that combination and how you go about it. And if you can find other ways to take damage so you don't have to use that or or you use that and, and trigger the ready another time kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like with Honey Badger, who uh, when she does her... When Honey Badger takes any damage, she readies X-23. So it's another opportunity to ready, but do you want to do the X-Claws so you can get the plus two attack, attack, ready with Honey Badger, attack again, find a way to take damage to ready again, and then attack again kind of thing. So you're you're potentially doing like, I don't know, nine damage if you had it all worked out perfectly or plus, depending on what's going on. Right, and like that scenario there really is not like out of the ordinary like that's almost like a standard turn for her yeah it is very common i do find it uh pretty thematic she takes damage she gets frustrated and angry and unleashes um, i do like so i think that. I, I think it's a, a very thematic ability for her because I, I know for some of the heroes the abilities aren't necessarily thematic i mean you can try to spin it in some way um, but ultimately, it's a card game, so you try to the designers do their best. But I think this one does hit the mark of taking damage and reading. Right. So I was just going to talk about her resource generator, Grim Resolve. It's a one cost upgrade. You exhaust it, you take one damage, then you get to generate a wild resource. I found myself using that as my one because it was only one damage as opposed to the two with the claws sometimes. Like mm-hmm. if I wanted to kind of save a little bit of health, if I knew I wasn't going to be able to play another card to kind of boost her stats, I would use this one because it's just not as much damage. And you get the gotcha. resource, which is nice. With her low cost curve, that helps to play more cards out of your hand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Um, did, did you say Grim Resolve or did you say Clarity of Purpose? Oh, uh, Clarity of Resolve. Clarity of resolve, yes. There's <laughs> a joke purpose. there. Yeah, grim purpose. There's a little joke because uh, clarity of purpose is a leadership upgrade that does the exact same thing. Um, does it, it, is it worded the exact same thing? Uh, let's see. Exhaust this card and take one damage. Generate a wild resource. Clarity of purpose is attached to a friendly character. Exhaust this card and deal one damage to attached character. Generate. So there, there's a resource. slight difference there. The Grim Resolve, you do have to take the one damage. So if something blocks it or force interrupts it, you can't generate. And the Clarity of Purpose, you just have to deal it in order to... Correct. And it is a hero resource, where her Grim Resolve is technically just a resource. So if she took damage in Alter oh, Ego, it would technically count. Right. But it just you don't get the benefit in Alter Ego. You don't get the the damage benefit for her, yeah. You don't get the. You like, still get right. the resource. You still get the resource. You just don't get like the the ready. Yeah, if yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you're using the the damage for. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But no, I don't I think, think I noticed that. Good, good catch, Ryan. Yeah, I I think it's a I think it's a good card to have in her kit. Um, it allows her to basically have a clarity of purpose with her at all times, and that's a good card. I like clarity of purpose so. I think the other big one that fits her deck that's, I think, probably in the top three, if not the number one and most important upgrade in her kit is Pain Tolerance. 
and that's a, a superpower two cost upgrade after you play an X twenty three card, including this one, heal one damage from her identity. I think that fuels her ability to stay in hero longer and fuel those uh, her claws being able to be used. I agree. Because if if you're hopefully playing at least one X twenty three card every turn, you should be able to kind of negate that Grim Resolve resource generation. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I I found every single game when that wasn't out, there was a little bit of like, uh, do I do this or this? Do I take the damage? Because there was times where I never even used my claws because I, I couldn't afford taking the damage. But once I had that out, I felt like I was able to to fully operate her playstyle. I I agree with you. My games felt totally different when I got that out early in the game versus to like middle or late yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a game changer for her. It does cha- change the way you kind of play that damage mechanic as a resource a lot. Yeah, and and it's nice to have a different form of healing for a character that is X Men or uh, Wolverine, since Wolverine just heals automatically. That's his thing. Where. She has a different form that still is pretty effective. Right. Since we're on health, this is kind of like random little sidebar. I do like her recovery is six. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. If you do have to flip down and recover, you can yeah. recover a large majority of a health. Yeah. More than half, well, which is nice. Yeah, I think she needs that, especially once you get, like, say, like an endurance on her, or you get her other upgrade that gives her health, uh, adamantium lacing. Mm-hmm. Um, having that extra health really benefits her, for sure. So adamantium lacing, they kind of, well, they split. I feel like they gave you kind of a little bit of two things with that one. So you only get two hit points. Which doesn't seem like an, a lot, but then you gain retaliate one and piercing. Your basic attacks need piercing. I think that's a really good card for the cost of one. Oh yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, that's true. That's very powerful because especially with her ability being able to ready once per phase. If you can, if you just take one damage when the villain attacks, you ready. You give them a damage. Um, your attack's gaining piercing, you got that two health. I mean, that's a pretty pretty strong combo for her. Yeah, I did find myself playing her a little bit like Quicksilver in that mm-hmm. yep. area. Like, I kind of wanted to take a damage so I could at least defend and reduce that by one, or sorry, mm-hmm. by two. She has a defensive two. So then I would be more likely to maybe only take the one damage and then ready, which was nice. I did yeah. I did like playing her that way. Yeah. I wanted to go back to her alter ego real quick, because this will lead into um, two other cards. So her alter ego ability is um, you get to shuffle Honey Badger or Sisterly Bond event from your discard back into your deck, and then you get to draw a card. I wanted to segue that into first Sisterly Bond, which is a zero-cost event. 
which is um, when Honey Badger thwarts or attack, you can add X23's matching power to Honey Badger's power for that use. Did you feel like that was useful? <laughs> you you just stole the words out of my mouth. I was gonna I was gonna do a hot takes. Oh, well, my the reason why I wanted to lead this because the next question I think you're gonna have a, a fun hot take with it. So, in my opinion, take it as you will. Uh-oh. I feel like this is her team up card, and it's I just. It never worked for me. I think I played it never. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I never, it was never out and Honey Badger was out. And now that I kind of look over her a little more, I, f- I think I play X23 different than she was kind of designed. Like it seems like they want you to put out Honey Badger like every turn. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't play her that way. So. To me, for a lot of the times I would play, Honey Badger would be like one ready and a chump block. And then if I got around to getting her back in my deck or back in my hand, you know, I would I might get around to it. But I would never yeah. have Sicily Bond and Honey Badger out at the same time in order to play that card. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would agree that Sicily Bond just, it just was kind of a miss. It, I didn't play it very often. Um, maybe I played it once or twice, but I felt like there was more I could do that I didn't need to use that kind of thing. So, but that leads into the next one, hot take. What is your hot take on Honey Badger? Because I've heard it, but the people have not. So, two cost is nice. A two cost ally with two health, one one, kind of a standard two cost. Her hero response you ready when she takes any amount of damage so most of the time it's going to be her one consequential whether she thwarts her one or attacks her one there was some ruling somewhere out in the interwebs that said that if she dies then you can't hero response so even though she takes consequential damage a second time because she's not alive the hero response doesn't function and I could be totally wrong, but that's what I saw. So I'm going to go with it. So she's only good for one ready, unless you're playing some type of leadership deck. Or uh, I know the mutant or X-Men has a lot of good attachments for allies. So unless you're mm-hmm. souping her up in some way, which I just never built the deck to focus on that, which I probably should go back and do. I just felt like that mechanic they were going for I never really felt like I could get going or or wanted to rely on. I found other ways to make X23 ready more often and more frequently and consistently. Yeah, yeah. I I will note it is kind of weird that X23 is X-Force and Honey Badger is X-Men. So it creates some weird dynamics. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I found that interesting too because... There's some of those cards where, like, you can exhaust X-Men characters and deal damage based off of, like, all their values and stuff. Like, that Mm -hmm. would have been a fun card to play. But X-23 is X-Force. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are some other cards that stood out to you? I think 
there, there's only one, two, three, four, five cards that we haven't talked about. Do you want to run through those five real quick? All right, I'll go with her Claw Mastery. Good so choice. her Claw Mastery is a one-cost event. Hero action until the end of the round. X-23 gains plus two attack, and her attacks gain overkill while Honey Badger is in play. I liked this card. This is one that if I knew I was going to be playing, I was planning to use my claws hero action mm-hmm. so I could for sure be at a five. So then I can do that early, do my five ready with some other way of taking one damage, and then having another five. You get three of them, which is nice. So you see it a little more often. It's kind of like a way to make your claws, because you get the plus two, without taking the damage. Yeah. Uh, But the max one per round limitation, I definitely get it. It would be too powerful to stack those. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That is the bread and butter of her big attack turns, for sure. Well, and technically her thwart turns, too, if, if you have it all set up. Yeah, no, you segued right into the other her <laughs> thwart card. If I knew I was going to be able to, you know, play that, soup up her attack value, then she has Animal Instinct, which is nice at a zero-cost event. It says Hero Interrupt. When X-23 makes a basic thwart, she gets plus X thwart for this thwart where X is equal to her attack. And... It's not just you use her attack value, you add X. Yeah. So you're going to have the base plus, you know, in that case, which we just kind of talked about, five. So you'd be at a seventh thwart, which is yeah, crazy. And, and I know we talked about that she has no attack events, but she technically doesn't have any thwart events either. That is her thwart card, but not a thorn event. Correct. The interrupts is not a thwart it's her basic thwart is still the thwart action. Yep. Yeah. So that that is a uh, an interesting take and and I felt like it worked. I felt like I could thwart with her, so I it, it played different. Her thwarting plays different in that way like normally when we play we like to keep the thwart very well managed. But I feel like with animal instinct you kind of wanted it to creep a little so that then you could just kind of Maximize. Push it all down. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't, you know, thwarting for seven for three thwart, you know, three scheme on the main scheme. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The other card, I'll just go through this one real quick. Uh, regenerative longevity. It was good. It was a nice little heal card um, that you can heal X23 and Honey Badger, which was nice to try to keep that combo going. It, it's, it's a It's a solid little card. Yeah, having some built-in ready, or sorry, uh, healing yeah, is nice for a low-cost yeah. low healer. And you can spread the heal, which is nice. Yeah. The other card I, I really like, Puncture Wound. It's an upgrade. So you attach it to an enemy that X-23 or Honey Badger attacked this turn. An attached enemy gets negative one attack, and then there's a force response after that. The player phase begins, discard that card, and deal three damage to attach enemy. I really like that delayed interaction, plus the benefit of having it attached to an enemy. 
Um, I'm a big fan of this card. I, I kind of wish there were more cards similar to this. Um, it almost has like the uh, uh, oh shoot tactic cards that Cyclops likes. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit too of like um like uh, Nebulous Techniques a little bit. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. put, put it out. It just kind of sits there, but then it does something a little bit down the road. Which yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. I really like that card. I wish there were more just player cards, whether an aspect or basic, that has this kind of mindset to them. Yeah, and I think thematically it's kind of cool. You know, she's got her claws. She either scratches you or pokes you. So yeah. It has a, you know, a lasting effect on getting stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I saved the, the best card that has a joke for last. <laughs> Are you talking about the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants card she the has? The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants card, yes. Mm. I don't know if anyone else does it, uh, but if they don't, they are will now. <laughs> that every time we play this card, we're like, alright, I'm going to play the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, or I'm going to activate Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> <laughs> You got to. You, have you to. just have to. It's just, it is what it is now. I'm pretty sure it's in the rule reference now. Yeah. The I new mean, update. It's even, it's even on the card, it says action, exhaust Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and yeah, discard the next go. 23 card from your hand. <laughs> Search your deck and discard pile for Honey Badger and add her to your hand. Then you shuffle. Yeah. Yes. I will say Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is a good card. Um, whether whether you want to utilize Honey Badger, it's it's a card draw. When it comes down to it. Yeah. Whether you needed a player or just use her as a resource. Yeah. So the I, other thing. I mean, it's not like a full card draw because you're discarding a card, but you're, you potentially are getting more of what you want. Yeah. And the other thing that's nice about it is that it's only an action. And I don't know if that was an oversight or on purpose. Most kind of um, player kit supports are typically alter ego actions. Based off like the card art too, it makes you think like they're just kind of like watching Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants on their iPad, and that she's an alter ego. But yeah, you can do this on either side. They must be watching the Sisterhood movie. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I think I think it's a pretty solid little support band because it, it wouldn't be great in my opinion if it was alter ego but because it is an action it does become a more useful card right. for sure and this kind of harkens back to what i was saying earlier like i just didn't there were so many other things that i wanted to play um in her deck that you know this this combo you know in essence you can pretty much get her out every turn if you yeah. if she's you know not out or but do you think well here's my only other question with this one for you ryan do you think that the discarding of an x23 card from your hand is a significant cost for that to do for that turn discarding of that card yeah because it has to be an x23 card so let's say like in best case scenario you have pain tolerance down Adamantium Lacing down, Grim Resolve down, and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants down. Then you have, let's see, five, six, seven, eight, nine cards. That'll be 
kind of cycling through. How often do you think you're going to have that actually in your an X23 card in your hand and not playing that card and gaining a health, gaining its benefit versus being able to go fetch Honey Badger? I I think for me I see your point. I think when it comes to later in the game, the cards that I would start using it for is maybe a Claw Mastery. Because you can only play one a turn. So if you had two, one of them's useless. Boom, maybe you can use that to get Honey Badger going. So let me give you this scenario too. So you're you're in hero form. Five card okay. hand. Okay. You, you have to toss the X23 card. Now you're down to four cards. Then you okay. get Honey Badger in your hand. You're back at five. Then you Go have for to it. pay two plus Honey Badger. So now you're down to two cards. Okay. I guess maybe with her low cost curve, it's not awful. Well, you still have with say Grim Resolve. Yeah, you have Grim Resolve, which potentially is going to give you an extra one. I think the benefit. I I think you and me both didn't benefit from it as much because we focus more on her attack without utilizing Honey Badger as like our primary focus. Sure. And so, but if you do focus on Honey Badger a lot more, then this being able to just get Honey Badger back immediately is huge. Right. If if you really focus on the whole Honey Badger mechanic, I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, when you don't, and both the... The games that I remember most recently, we we didn't. We focused more on being able to just have high damage and punch in the face really good. <laughs> and and we, when we could get Honey Badger out, we would get her out because she, with that ready's there and it's a block. But overall, we didn't have to. Like the way we had, we were playing X twenty three. It wasn't a the primary goal. Sure, it wasn't like a necessity. Yeah. All right, Ryan. That's all of our kit cards. Yeah. Let's uh let's move on to some aspect. Any standout? She came with a bunch of the um play if there's a side scheme in the victory display. Yeah, um, she has... and, and they're all all pretty good. Yeah, my only thing was with her. Mm. It was hit and miss. Like if I wasn't paying playing some of those really good, especially the one that comes in her kit, the specialized training. It was like, how many times would I really want to go put a player side scheme? Because if I'm playing aggression, the keeping the thwart down is at my like highest priority. So it's yeah. like, I, w- I want to focus on damage and a little less on thwart management. So I've got to get a side scheme in the victory display to make that card even usable. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a cable card. They're cable cards. What I was going to say. Yeah. But I mean, other, or, uh, of course other heroes can utilize it, but it, it very much leans on that, um, that cable hero or multiplayer like, or multiplayer. Yes. Yes. Multiplayer. Cause for me, I like playing side schemes, so I often have at least one in my deck. Um, 
I guess depending on the hero. If I'm very attack focused, I might not. Um, so these cards aren't that bad for my playstyle, but I can see them being pretty useless for others. Sure. And with like when I would play, you'd usually be the sword guy, and you know it didn't really. I wouldn't run as many player side schemes. Yeah, yeah. But I could still utilize that because hopefully you would be able to get one into the victory display. Yeah, yeah. Is there any of the aggression cards in particular that really stood out to you that you would use more than uh, more than once? Uh, if we go strictly aggression, the one that I think I liked the most, surprisingly, was the actual player side scheme to keep them busy. Yeah, that was a really um, good one. It, it paired well with X23 because it has the assault keyword. Mm-hmm. So you could soup up your attack, use it as your thwart value, and then you know be able to take a bunch of threat off the main scheme. Which, the few times we, we played, it just seemed like it hit at the right right time to really kind of save us. Yeah, yeah, I I liked it. I think it it really is a is a solid aggression player side scheme. I really like the assault keyword right now. And it this one in particular lets you kind of sit and kind of whittle away at it. And if you do get in that bind where it's just like, oh, I can't do any thwarting this turn, but I can do a big attack mm-hmm. with my yep. basic attack value. Yeah, I can still take threat off the main scheme through this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. So I'll I'll definitely be running it for aggression decks. I I think I'm I like it overall more than the other one, which just got you a weapon. Um, because I think the versatility of this of keep them busy, the fact that it has the assault keyword, I think makes it really really strong. Yeah, it helps those big attackers and not so much thwarters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just think about it. For for one cost, a character with three attacks, a Hulk, can do an attack against it because it's assault. And now he's removing five threat from the main scheme. Right. That's pretty solid. And I think if you... It doesn't pair with this one, but the directed approach, which is in one cost upgrade tactic upgrade you attach it to a non-permanent side scheme which gives the side scheme the assault keyword you know i didn't think i'd ever say this but you beat me to it (laughs) yeah i did find uh, i played this one more than i thought i was going to yeah i think out of the uh new aggression cards i like boom boom and i like richter allies but i think the direct approach is my favorite because the versatility that it brings to a lot of heroes right and you mentioned those allies i I like boom boom and richter i just have to have the right deck or focus for them to like really have an urge to want to play them or need yeah, at, at three, yeah. they're right on that borderline for me. Three cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's pretty. It's pretty solid. I hate that it's a one cost, but it also makes sense that it's one cost. But for for the directed approach, the directed approach, yeah, yeah. 
Alright, man. Um, I've got to. I've got to ask the. Unless there's another player card you want to go over, the last one I want to go over well, is now, now. I'm mad. Okay, Ryan. Oh, because you <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> I just teasing. Is that the one you're gonna do? Specialized training. Oh no 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 no! I was gonna actually. Oh, you the do card. Now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. <laughs> go go and do go and do that if you want to. Uh, all I really have to say about with this card is I just I never played it because I try and not let my health get that far down unless I'm like running for the end zone. Yeah, I think this fits with heroes that have high health, like a like a Hulk. I think it could be a pretty strong card. True, because your your half health is significantly. <laughs> It's the base health of other heroes. Right. And <laughs> having a negative one thwart does zero and zilch for heroes that have nothing to do with basic thwarts. Yeah. Like yeah. your Thor or a Valkyrie. Like I could kind of see it in, in a deck with them just to kind of boost them up a little more. Yeah. Like yeah, they could, sure. give, you know, they could care less about a negative one thwart. Yeah. All right, let's go to your favorite card in the game. Let's go specialized training, side scheme, one cost, five threat per player. When defeated, you get some awesome upgrades. You you basically get the Red Skull campaign <laughs> upgrades. It's pretty much. <laughs> I, actually, probably even better. Um, I I think it's awesome. I surprisingly, when this when X twenty three came out, I did not play specialized training for a little bit. I kind of forgot about it. Because Deadpool and X-23 came out at the same time, and we were still working with some other of the heroes. But when I finally got to the table, I was like, man, this card is, I feel like it's so overpowered. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like an auto-include to, like, any Yeah, deck. it's so good. So good. And I think, I can't remember, we, we played a game, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to choose the Frontline Specialist upgrade. Um, and that gave me four health points. And so every time your identity takes damage, from an attack you drew a card and that worked out great i was taking yeah. damage all the time because <laughs> you were one to take damage so yeah yeah so it was a like that's it you you can find the one you want that works with your hero and it's a great benefit that's the, the nice thing about this one and i think i've talked about this before you can you know give your hero either something that makes it what it does well better or kind of balance out something that it lacks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's and awesome. they all have a potential of a card draw. You know, one extra card per turn is pretty nice. Yeah. I think that's really all the cards. There is another player side scheme, Rally the Troops. It's a leadership one. Uh, it just heals your allies, which is pretty nice. So I think it's a it's an okay um, leadership one. I kind of would rather have seen it like two per player because if you have no allies yeah i i do think it <laughs> or yeah you know he'll two i don't know i don't know how you do that but you'd have to be very ally heavy yeah i if i had to choose between the two leadership i would choose the um the one that came out with cable i can't remember its name right now but yeah, that's the one I would probably go with. The art's kind of cool. I like the Iceman in that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does have some pretty cool, 
I don't know who that blue-haired X-Men is. Mm, I have no idea. It looks like you kind of have like a Colossus's arm in like the foreground. Yeah, I can't then... see I see Looks Iceman. Like Storm's cape. Yeah, and I then, think that's Storm. Is that Gentle? I think that's the Gentle character. That's his arm, and I'm not sure who that other character is down above the threat value. Yeah. I don't like that version of Cyclops, though. His onesie. Yeah, yeah the onesie. All right, man. Do you have any... Uh, did you want to mention anything about her <laughs> obligation and or... Lady well, Death Strike. I know we talked about you had kind of glanced over the. There's a justice and a and a protection. Oh yeah. Uh, play only if you have side scheme in the victory. I do like the predicted ploy. The justice card it says when a treachery card is revealed from the encounter deck, cancel to win revealed effects. It's two cost event. I like this one a lot. It's just a straight cancel. It's not a cancel and replace. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's better than the uh, the ones we have seen where it's like, cancel the uh, when revealed, draw another one. <laughs> right. And sometimes those cost like only one, but I'd rather pay the one extra resource not to deal with, you know, some really bad treachery. Another attack, scheming out, shadow of the past. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's pretty solid. The, all these side scheme victory display cards are are pretty solid cards. My only thing with the anticipated attack, the protection one, is I feel like it's slightly expensive. I know it gives you I mean, a tough right before they attack or the attack resolves, but I I do kind of see your point because there I feel like there's a lot of piercing. Um. Yeah within villains more than say like a stun i mean there's a decent amount of steady and installer but i feel like there's more piercing but that could just be a feeling maybe not actually accurate yeah at least it is a defense card so you could kind of play with some of those defensive traded cards yeah uh yeah. mechanics or metas or whatever the kids call them these days yeah yeah and it's got a cool art that baseball back that turned into a question mark. <laughs> that is that is kind of cool. So did he hit it over his head or his arm? I think it's his head. I think he bonked okay. it over his head. Bonked it. That's that's a good term. Bonk. All right. Any uh, anything you want to say about Lady Destry? I I think I've only encountered her once, so I, I don't really have a whole lot to to say about her. Uh, let's take a look here. Lady Deathstrike. Player who defeated the minion, this minion, discards the top of the cards of the encounter deck and takes one indirect damage for each boost icon. It's never fun when you, like, finally defeat a minion and have to do something bad still. Ooh, Critical Wound is pretty nasty. I never got it, but that is a nasty card. That one is, that one could be, like, game ending in some scenarios. Yeah. Foof. I, I did come across hack and slash. Discard one random card from your hand and take damage equal to the number of printed resources on it. That was pretty nasty. Yeah. I would say the average is probably only one. But you could, you know, get a double. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're playing multiplayer, maybe you get oh yeah a you character with more some higher cost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Cyber mods, Tesla Lady Distract. You cannot discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a minion is discarded. Put that minion into play, engaged with you, and attach this card. Forced interrupt when attached minion would be discarded. Shuffle it into the encounter deck instead. Not not too bad. Not too good. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, her side scheme, in the name of vengeance, everybody gets retaliate. At least all enemies get it. That's uh, that's not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I will say um, her self-isolation, her obligation is uh, a little unique. It doesn't have, like, your typical flip to hit hero or flip to alter ego uh, you can discard it and, and stuff like that it's search your hand discard uh, your deck discard pile play area whatever find hunting badger and place it face down under the obligation and uh, yeah if you cannot discard this card and deal yourself one face down encounter card um, but the response is after you make a basic recovery discard this obligation and honey badger so it's it's not like it's devastating, but it's if you are focused on that honey badger, it, it could be pretty rough. Yeah, it just kind of put a wrench in that whole mechanic of honey badger and that extra ready. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't find it particularly devastating when it, I got it. It's interesting that so. it doesn't give you the um, flip to hero or alter ego. I guess that would help in that case. It, yeah, it would help because you flip down and. Recover right away and flip back up. Yep. All right, man. Let's right. uh let's let's do some final thoughts. That's what the people really came. All right. Are we like rating or just kind of giving our thoughts here? Oh, oh, we got to do our ratings too. Okay. Along with our final thoughts. Um, X twenty three. I enjoyed playing her. I enjoyed the big basic attacks and being able to find the right combo between like Claw Mastery and her reading and using even Honey Badger, the X Claws. I felt pretty rounded and powerful with her with her basic stats. Um, I really liked being able to defend and have a good chance of reading. That was really nice. And I think she can play in other aspects too. I think you can play a leadership deck with Honey Badger and have no problem. You could play a Justice or Protection. Probably really good with her. I don't think I've played Protection with her yet. But I think overall she's a she's a pretty solid hero. I don't I don't think she's the best hero, but I, I think she's a very solid hero. I would probably put her maybe B plus to uh, a negative. A negative. Or a A minus. That's <laughs> her blood type, all right. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking too much damage, right? I have very similar thoughts. I think she's mechanically a very fun character to play. Uh, especially how I like to play, because it's like a hey, watch what I'm about to do. And yeah. able to like do this, you know, play this card, boost the ability, go attack this you know, minion or a or, uh, minion or villain, uh, ready up, do it again, jump over here, ready again, play a card that lets you ready, and just kind of see some crazy 
continual combo kind of place kind of felt a little bit like a quicksilver where you're like oh i just readied like four turns or four times that turn so yeah i I think thematically she was very fun to play um she's she can be a little technical in that aspect though to making sure you're playing the right card at the right time or activating the right action or response at the right time to Mm -hmm. try and maximize all that she's wanting to do but if you don't care about that she's still i would say a pretty decent character probably for a newer player because you get a little bit of introduced to some response and different things and windows and things but it's not like crazy it's pretty straightforward no i i agree i think she's a she is simple to understand but there's a lot more to master Yes, yes. She's easy to understand how to play her, and you can kind of play her simply, or you can try and get as technical and complex as you want to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you want to maximize her potential, you've got to really plan out when are you taking damage, when are you activating this, how are you going to play that. So, uh, The only other thing with, I think may bring down her rank for me a little bit is I felt like she really did well in aggression if you wanted to focus on X-23. If you wanted to focus on the Honey Badger, you would go more leadership and boosting Voltroning Honey Badger. I feel like she's not as strong in protection because you want her to take some damage. So, not that you yeah. can't play her in protection. By any means. I, I just I feel think like in- it's not as suited for her. Yeah, I think with protection, you'd have to do a non-traditional build. You need to focus more on the the reading opportunities. Right. Uh, Justice. I mean, who wants to play with the justice aspect, really? So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get I out think, of here! I think you, yeah. if you wanted to, you know, if you knew you had a scenario villain that you wanted to play that you really needed to focus on some thwarting, then obviously you'd build a justice deck and then. Use her justice cards for that, and use her kit cards for for what she really wants to do with slashing people. Yeah, yeah. What's I that, found what's her, that rating. I found her fun to play and strong, so I was going to put her at a, like an A minus, like a low A tier. Okay. I don't Fair think enough. she's like extraordinary, like S tier, but the games with her were fun, and I never felt like really. Like, ooh, I'm getting close to losing. Like, I, I felt like I had pretty much the scenarios in hand for most most of the ones that I've done with her. Yeah, yeah. It, and just to put some, like, context to my ratings, when I get to, like, the, the A tier, it starts changing from just how fun and enjoyable the character is and starts becoming, like, more technical of, like, how good are they actually overall. And I think this is where, so like Angel, we rated him so high because he could do so much. Where her, she's very streamlined focus on her attack. She doesn't really have a pure card draw other than her alter ego ability. Um, But that has to be in your discard pile, those cards. Right. And, And you have to be an alter ego to do that. And she has, she doesn't have any status card. 
abilities. Right. So there's no confuse. There's no stun. There's no tough. I mean, tough doesn't necessarily make sense for her, but it's still the, there's none of those status card opportunities. That's true. I can see that. She's very susceptible to a stun. Yeah. If, if she, if she has anything that hampers her reading, it's, it can be pretty hard on her on those turns. I will say she has, I know I've referenced Quicksilver a couple times, but she has that kind of feel that if she gets stuck down, exhausted, it really is kind of like a turn dampener for her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she can, can always ready, but you only yes. get like one action that turn, whereas most turns, hopefully, you're having at least two basic actions. Yeah, and if you're taking the damage too ready, you're hoping you're maximizing it. But if you're having to take damage first before having to done any done anything else, it you really start kind of coming into the cost benefit analysis type stuff. I would agree. So, but yeah, I I enjoyed her. I think I think she is different enough from Wolverine, similar to like a Iron Man, Ironheart, War Machine. They feel different enough that you're not like, oh, I just I'm playing Wolverine 2.0. Right. It's, if I want to play Wolverine, a different I'll route. Just play Wolverine. Yeah. 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 And I agree. A lot of fun. I think she's definitely one I can go back to, trying to find some fun ways to to ready or give her some random trait that I could pair with something else to make her ready. Yep. No. Yeah. She's fun. I, I think uh, this is a, a good pack. There's a lot of good cards, especially if you're, if you're thinking about getting this one or not, if you like cable, I would probably recommend getting this one. <laughs> you're just pretty much telling our listeners that if you like this game, you should buy her just for specialized training. That's right. Specialized training is definitely top tier player side scheme. Yep. It's almost like a cheat code. A little bit. So, well, cool, man. Yeah. Good times. X23. Uh, Champions approved. Champions approved. Now, if you didn't like our take on X23, or if you did like our take, we'd love to hear about it. You can reach out to us at marvelchampionspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you want to go from a chump to a champ, listen to the Marvel Champions podcast. Thanks. See you later.